I'll just do that again. <laughs> Hello world, this is Wastelands, I'm Adam Obscene, and with me as always is the mighty, 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 Marco Mark. Adam Obscene, great to be with you tonight. Hello listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We've sort of did a mystery box weekend, we don't know which one is actually going to go up today. Um, we've already recorded one. This is the next one. Uh, it's almost like the backup plan B, but without further ado, let's play the trailer, hey? Okay. For 30 years, a sinister secret lay hidden behind these walls. I don't want to have to remind you a second time. Just stay clear of this area. But there is something mysterious about this place that draws him closer to the truth. And tonight, that secret is going to come out. The Hobgoblins are back. The Hobgoblins are back. Amazing. Mm. Crikey the Clown, as some might say. 1988 Hobgoblins. Hour and 28 minutes of B-grade horrible goodness. I Uh, loved it. Before we go any further, I've got to say one massively glaringly huge thing about this film, which I think makes it all the more impressive that it was actually even made. Yeah. Guess how much this film was made for, dude? Oh, 25 bucks? It was made for 15 grand. What? This is, honestly, I wish I'd made this movie. It's another one of those, like... I, if I had made this movie, I would still stand by it. Like, come on, grandkids, come and come into the living room. We're going to watch Uncle. We're going to watch Grandpa's movie again. It's awesome. This has uh thirty thirteen thousand reviews rated, or thirteen thousand people have rated it on IMDb. It has a two point one out of ten star rating, which I think is totally unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, that's all the cast of uh, Gremlins and Munchies got on there and voted it down. Voted it down. So, again, in 1988, this is kind of like the tail end of the Little Beasties movie phenomena that happened in the 80s. Uh, it's kicked off in 84 with Gremlins. Uh, in 86 and 87, we got Ghoulies and Munchies. Um, 87, we got Critters. Critters. There, we got Troll. And then it come, it sort of rounds out the 80s with this little uh, beauty, Hobgoblins. Yep. Um, so this was in the cinema and Warwick Cherry Pie was on the radio. So it's like perfectly – this that song actually matches – the sort of sort of sleazy scuzziness of the nightclub that's in this movie. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Club Scum. Club scum. So, look, Lawson, I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, a young security guard must track down uh, little aliens who uh, kill people 
but they do it by uh, making their fantasies come true during their fantasies mm-hmm. in their state of delirium they fall foul of those fantasies, um, which is kind of interesting because hobgoblins in Celtic lore are actually uh, house... Here's me going all nerdy on fabled lore. Hobgoblins were housebound spirits or elves or you know, go, you know entities that would actually give you good luck and fulfill your um, fantasies. Yeah. They've taken the spin on this and made them evil. Uh, but... Really, like I said, if if Ghoulies and Munchies is like the Audi brand Gremlins, mm-hmm. Hobgoblins is all the shit left over from those other films. <laughs> oh, which makes it so good. Um, and it's got and it, it it is a perfect time capsule. And I think we sort of said that about Munchies is that it's a time capsule. It's sort of the the actors are just doing the best that they can do. Like it's got a very strong eighties feeling, but it's got some really mm-hmm. neat stuff in it. Like I enjoyed, which was the lighting was really yeah. great. It had a really eerie sort of like um, rock clip kind of te- though you've mentioned before that that sort of smoke and green light and fluorescent yeah. light from like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two kind of style. Yeah, it's like it's the only lighting they had were traffic lights. It's red and green, stop and go. They've got stop and go lighting the whole way through. And it's not a smoke machine as much as it's probably just a bunch of people smoking Cuban cigars. Yeah, yeah, it's like all the um, all the staff and the catering standing off screen like, <coughs> when's this going to be over? Um, Rick Sloan was the director of this film. Now, Rick Sloan is... Um, Notable for his invention and direction of only films that he's ever written. And <laughs> of those films that he had written is the Vice Academy series, which was the TNA, Nudie Rudy ripoffs of oh, yeah. Police Academy. Oh, yeah. And they were, you know, tintillating for the teenage viewer back in the 80s. Um, and he's done Hobgoblins. Um, <laughs> that and Hobgoblins. What's really cool about Hobgoblins is that it kind of almost disappeared into obscurity until uh, Mystery Science Theatre 3000, that classic um, cable TV show in the States that riffs on movies by playing, you know, plays them and then they sort of do the director's commentary by taking the piss out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they featured Hobgoblins and it blew up. It got massive, so big that Rick Sloan went back and in 2009 did Hobgoblins 2. What is cool about <laughs> Hobgoblins 2, though, dude, it's mm-hmm. basically a remake of Hobgoblins 1. Exactly. Of course But what is. he's done, he's taken all the things that got the laughs, all the things that got the jokes, and then just amplified it up. But even the actors are, like, just versions of the originals oh, yeah, like yeah, so it's yeah. the same movie yeah. um it's it, but they work really well together um but one is kind of like the early 2000s and one is the late 80s but oh. it'd be like no time has passed at be, all. both with not without their charm oh look it's all there it's all there so these are aliens <laughs> um look none of the actors have really done anything of note before or since <laughs> which is which is interesting to surprise say. um like so basically the hobgoblins somehow have been caught in a 
studio, right? A, a, yeah, a, a film, a, like a TV or film production studio. And there's an old dude who's the old security guard who, you know, it's like that trope that he knows everything. He knows, the, yep. you know, the whole thing. He's trying to keep every keep them at bay. But then the... He, he's the harbinger. Yeah, the harbinger. That's a beautiful way of putting it. Um, and... And so the young, the young apprentice or the new uh, security guard keeps on getting drawn to this area and lets them unwittingly lets them out. So he's like the Billy character of the Gremlins, and um, and then they just realize, then they go around fruiting around chasing them all over town. Basically, it's the next step, and they end up in a nightclub, and there's all this stuff that goes down with it, which is kind of like it runs through the motions. But what I love is that these. You can't really call them puppets. They're just like, no. they're like, they look very cool, but they yeah. don't, the, but they literally is, I think there's one that might have an articulated mouth, like a hand puppet. Mm. And then the rest, they're just stuffed looking dolls that their most, the sort of attribute of attack is that they throw them at the actual actors and mm. actors roll around on the ground with them. Yeah. Yeah. It looked awesome. And, and they they try and you know gloss over it with uh, some of the red and green lighting I mentioned before, like just to make them look extra creepy. But it's they, pretty funny. But they are well put together. Like they look good. Like they kind of look. Apparently, the um what what the uh, d- director wanted was uh to have a beastie that was kind of half Mogwai, half Gremlin. Yeah, that happened. So that so you can sort of see that that looks that's what it looks like and yeah and you've got um but the result probably is a little bit more critters in a, in a way like and like yeah not so, yeah not so much munchies but um yeah they're brutal looking little things and um the the sound effects of the their snarl was actually a a studio stock sound which was recorded for. Um, gremlins. It's actually the sound of a pit bull. Oh, and then, so they've used the, so that was stored away, and these guys have gotten a hold of it, and so the that snarly growl of the hobgoblins is actually a pit bull. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's ha. Huh. So that's, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, the director didn't actually see these. Um, <clears throat> Rick Sloan hadn't seen the 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 dolls until the day before they filmed. Oh my god, the reveal! Yeah, imagine that. It's like imagine. He apparently, he loved them. He thought that they were great, which was yeah, yeah. They, they look yeah. very cool. I, I got to tell you, the 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 beastie, the hobgoblins, they far exceed the other paler imitations. Like the the movie oh, might yeah. be a little bit like people have shit can this movie. The storylines and the acting and and everything's pretty bad, but it's actually puts comes together really in a perfect example of schlocky B-grade goodness. But those beasties, I think, look better than ghoulies and munchies, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I like these guys. I mean, watching them rock around in a golf cart, like a pretty sweet white golf cart too, That that I pretty much like that. That was the best. What I'm amazed is that we didn't actually see any hands of the puppeteers or, you know, for normally, you know, continuity or, you know, crew reveals uh, all the way through movies. Oh, and the boom mic coming down. There's very little of that in this movie. Very little of that. He's he's really, like, gone and 
put together, you know, for for no money, for fifteen no. grand, he's put together something that is 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 I believe totally watchable and enjoyable. And like, I think that you're not you're not entering this to see William Shakespeare, are you? No, 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 no. You're there to see hobgoblins, man, and that's what you get. Although not not for the first. 30 minutes. It takes about 30 no, minutes for no. it to come. Oh, you don't see them for a while, but there was some great stuff. Like, oh, I've, I've got the old notepad out here. I had to make a, if you'd indulge me in a couple of notes that I, I yeah, took. Go for it. Uh, all right. Whenever, whenever anyone says, uh, whatever you say, pops, it's going to end badly, you know, like flip off the harbinger, whatever. Yeah. And yep, it did happen. That's the harbinger was defied <laughs> and the shit hit the fan. Um, yeah, the loose unit. The loose unit security guard died, but they hired a nerd. Oh, and the van horn. See, I just picked moments at when the um, there's a jock guy who's just come home from army training. He pulls up out the front in his shag and wagon van, and the you know the boys and girls are inside their home, including the new security guard uh, at the hobgoblin place, and the guy. It's, it's about 30 minutes in. Um, no, about 15 minutes in, he leans on the horn like, and he's got these hilarious glasses on, and he's obviously not leaning on the horn at all, and it's dubbed in air horns afterwards. Fucking gold. I thought that was so funny. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. And, you know, I want to add to, I want to raise your non-air horn and go to the two-and-a-half-minute rake battle that Pursue follows. <laughs> so this guy rakes. this guy comes back from the army, and to show off his masculinity, uh, the secure, new security dude is challenged to a rake battle in the front lawn. Where, That's right. Where the girlfriends are sort of like carrying on, you know, inciting violence. Go, Bobby! And, and like, literally, like, that, it's two-and-a-half minutes of just, bashing rakes together and then he oh, loses man. and then he uh the army boy goes and shags his girlfriend in the back of the shagging wagon and the nerd boy his frigid girlfriend gives him gives him grief for oh. be, not being tough enough <laughs> oh i know no that that was a classic 80s thing i wanted you to be proud of me um oh what was he gonna say <laughs> at least they didn't uh bring out two shovels and say take your pick Oh, <laughs> you should have written the jokes in this movie. Uh, hey. Like you said, this is a movie you wanted to make. I wanted to make this movie. Like I've got a note here, 30 minutes in, best movie ever. <laughs> Look, I was a bit worried, dude, because, you know, sometimes I'll make a recommendation and I'm just like, and I always sort of give it a bit of a, 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 a preface of like, you know, like oh, yeah. open... You know, go approach this with an open mind. But I just, I had a feeling because of its similarity to to Munchies and like, mm. and some of it, like, it was it 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 was like now this is even going to go one of two ways. <laughs> and I'm glad it's yeah. gone the way that that uh, that I intended it to be. Is like sometimes they land. Sometimes, most often uh, they don't. <laughs> most often they don't. Uh, th- th- where this. Where this falls into ads for me, and this is what I can recommend for um, our listeners out there, is this is <clears throat> this is one of those movies to sit down. De- definitely, again, one of those movies to sit down and watch with friends. With friends, it's the kind of movie. Think, uh, 
it's made in kind of like a little bit of a um almost like a 1950s kind of way you know um they've got the 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 through the harbinger who is an older elderly security guard and you know he brings in a couple of new younger you know rouse about security guards and um it's kind of got that you know they came from out of space kind of feel to it so watch that uh you can find it on a streaming platform called tubi put it on with your friends with that kind of like clitchy um approach approach that kind of like elvira approach of we're going to watch something from like it came from out of space Mm. but it was made in 1986 (laughs) um so watch it with that and expect lots of stop and go traffic light lighting like i call it which is like red and green lighting and um and and you'll have fun with it you'll have fun with that it really did have that serial sort of studio production B movie vibe. Even the yeah, uh, yeah. like if you look back at the nineteen fifties and sixties sci fi serials, the acting is that <clears throat> wooden. Yeah. Like and it and it, so you're right. It actually if it was in black and white, you would you would and they were just, Hey Susie, let's go for a ride to make out point. It would yeah. be totally there. Absolutely. And there, but this is like nineteen eighty six, it's a couple of decades later, and you know, they're talking about this. I guess it was a film studio or a TV studio. They don't specify mm. or I don't even know if they needed to, but apparently that was like great back in the heyday. So like what, maybe the 1950s. And now it's the mid to late 80s and it's fallen into disre- disrepair. Um, so it could be sort of like, you know, time has a way of saying time has gone on from the glory years of, you know. Um, sci-fi, the, you know, studio sci-fi, films. Yeah. the blob. Plan from out, plan nine from outer space, that kind of thing, and it's gone. And here we are now. We're we're the um, the the harbinger and the guards left over of that era. Yes, so I, I that's a perfect take, and I think that that works in um in probably the reason maybe why we enjoyed it so much is because yeah. it just sort of harkens back to a filmmaking style that was of years gone by. Yeah. And it and there it is. There's the the hobgoblins are trapped, almost like a time capsule uh, from you know the 1950s, which I think it was like 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he said he'd been there for 30 years, and um, it was 1986 at, at that time. So for 30 years he'd been working there, trapped these uh, creatures that came from outer space in the uh, the vault of the of the production studio. And now they get unleashed into the present, which at the time was 1986. And to watch those, you know, brightly coloured goofballs try and handle that with all their 80s-ness mm. when uh, something something from the 50s comes and bites them on the leg, it's, um, it, I don't know, it just makes it, makes it pretty funny. I did like the take about the um, killing you through your fantasy, like too much of a good thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, for sure. And when the um the jock army dude goes sideways in the uh, club scum nightclub scene, and he starts like throwing 
like grenades around and doing Rambo moves and stuff. That was gold. Yeah. Unexplainedly, his commander was in there telling him to take on. And I couldn't figure out if that dude was actually there or that was a part of the fantasy, but that's okay. He was dripping, man. And um, so that was pretty funny. Um, Gravel Rash, the bouncer from the actual um, nightclub, was creepy and grotty as hell. And I think Uh he was, he played a really, I really enjoyed that character. Yeah, for sure. He was more Juice Bigelow than Juice Bigelow. He was Juicy Bigelow. Oh, Juicy Bigelow. Uh, Give you some factoids, Marco. Uh, Apparently, the Hobgoblin puppets were operated by a woman who was just released from the mental hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. The film was shot without permits, so they did it where they could do it for free or when they know they could get away with it. Nice. It was shot in a single week. Nice. Uh, he claims That's, this is all ticking the boxes for movies I want to make. He reckon uh, Rick Slane claims he wrote the, wrote the first draft prior to Gremlins. Um, the film studio was in there was actually a parking lot, and it was deserted at night next to a crack house. <laughs> 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 hence, hence, some of the punters in the uh, nightclub scene. I think uh, Hobgoblins has been riffed by Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, which I mentioned, but also Elvira and Rift Rift Tracks. So it's got that sort of, you know, the yeah. the late night, you know, hostess riffers that yeah. go through it. It's great. Uh, the Harbinger position, the p- character was originally going to be played by John Carradine. Uh, so, but you know, that classic old Hollywood actor, but he he was basically no, he's he's Asian, asked too much money, so he didn't get it. So he didn't. So that John Carradine is the Kill Bill's dad. Okay, <laughs> the Bill and Kill Bill, <laughs> and the kung, uh, the kung fu dude, Mister Bill. Um. And so, right. so yeah. Well, there we go. So that's all that I got. I did this one. Body count. Body count. So the body count, it's maybe eight or nine. It's hard to say because the jock dude dies, but then at the end comes back again, which was a bit weird. Um, so, so I'm going to say, I'll say nine, which for 128 minutes means it's point one zero kills per minute or one kill every nine point seven minutes. Nice. So that's not bad, is it? Body count. Body count. Oh, I smashed it this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we yeah. were all we were all just hanging on with bated breath, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Absolutely. Um so hop- uh, that was great, man. I could I can recommend uh hobgoblins. To everyone, you know, uh, if if you just want some cheese, and you want some, you know, eighties cheese mixed with nineteen fifties cheese, go for it. Go for it. You won't waste your time. It's an hour thirty. It's fun. And look, um, it's on. Like Marco said, it's on Tubi. Uh, Hobgoblins Two is also on Tubi. So uh, give Woo. it a crack. I think. Um, and Ghoulies is actually just popped up on. Tubi as well. Um, go and, for it. So, you know, go into the 80s little creatures. Um, yeah. You know, stint. It's, it, they're <coughs> fun. Um, we'll, we'll do ghoulies another time. I, you know, I've got stories about ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, you know me, Ad, I always um, sprout the joys of uh, the movie Mandy any time. And I, that was their sort of uh, – tip of the hat to the little creatures era 
of the 80s when they made uh, Cheddar Goblin and had him pop up in there. He was supposed to be a, uh, a homage to, uh, to all the little creepy crawlies that were existing in 80s B-grade. Cheddar Goblin. Cheddar Goblin. I want that on a T-shirt. All right, Marco, let's, uh, wrap, okay. let's wrap this one up. Uh, thank you for listening, listeners. You can find us on all the platforms. Uh, Wastelands Radio Show is us. Socials at Wastelands Radio Show, that would be Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Wastelands RS on Twitter. And remember, you can always send us an email at wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com. But right now... Oh, yeah, and wastelands.com.au. And right now, if there's uh, nothing more you'd like to add, Marco Mark. Just the usual, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. It's over! It's finished!